Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Welcome back. I am so excited for this episode. I have a guest. Hooray, finally. I'm with Josh Kovacs. He's in my living room and I have just learned an absolute bombshell fact about Josh, which is going to make this episode absolutely fascinating and invaluable. But please note that this episode comes with a massive warning. We will be talking in detail about suicide, depression, self-harm, um, really heavy, big topics. And if this is not appropriate for you at this time, or if you think it's going to be triggering, then switch off right away. And uh, please check the notes in the pod episode for help that you can get professionally around those issues. Right, there are the formalities out of the way, Josh. Welcome to my living room. How are you doing? G'day, Liv. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. And thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure, and even more so now that I know the depth that we're going to go to in terms of your experience, your lived experience. Um, first of all, I invited you because you're an absolute ledge and our paths crossed about six years ago in the fitness world, it's maybe six, six yeah. seven years. Six, seven, yeah. Um, and we both worked alongside each other for um, HBF and then you had the guts, the guts to just go it alone. Splintered, yes. It was so funny because we'd rock up to training sessions there'll be hundreds of people and you're trying to get them to like poach them away from HVF and I was just a, get them as it wasn't, it wasn't poaching it was I love the audacity it, of it it, it was uh, persuasing persuasing them I don't know how to say persuading it. them yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. A, yeah so just no, a little sweat it. nudge it was brilliant yeah. so um, you're in the fitness industry yes. and you have just created a book which we're going to chat about but let's set the scene what kind of makes you you and what's brought you up to this point of being in this industry that's a massive question but okay so how I got into the fitness industry was um I'd gone through my my family breakup and and divorce split of the family um and being a single parent of my my son I, I was and fitness had really helped me through my dark at times um, I wanted to, I thought that fitness would be able to be working with being a single parent. Um, I soon found out it wasn't that way, um, but I loved it. So I, that's when I came, I didn't, I didn't do so well in the, the gym environment, but then I found myself at HPF, which worked around being a single parent a lot better. Yeah. And then onto that, onto the group fitness and onto the book and everything else. So, everything else. Yeah. That's awesome. And of all the people that I've worked with, when I was in the fitness industry, back in a former work life, you have the most passion, the Thank most um, kind of magnetic energy. You're just so inspiring. And I actually reconnected with you because I came to your sessions That's great, yes. as a participant. Like and that I was good. That was awesome. That, oh, that was, I just absolutely was, loved it. That was a good pump up for and, me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I should return. I haven't told you, and this is completely irrelevant, but my shoulder that I dislocated is causing all manner of issues. So um, I've had to change the way I train, but yeah, you're just an incredible um, inspiration. Um, Let's start with, we're gonna go straight in at the the nitty gritty and get straight down to it. What, because you just told me something that gave me goosebumps. What happened 10 years ago that um, changed the course of your life? And so I'll start start the way I explained it to you. So 
this is a unique and awesome opportunity to have a chat today um, because it's almost a week to the week where I, um, I attempted suicide. Um, so yeah, 10 years ago, I took, took, took the moment to myself. Um, things had just gotten too hard for me. Uh, I remember grabbing the ladder out of the carport, walking it into the manhole, power cord in hand, up on the ladder, up into the manhole, wrap the cord around the, um, the rafter and then around my neck and I took my step. So um, in that moment, I realized that I didn't, didn't want to die. And thankfully I stepped back on the ladder and thankfully the ladder didn't slip. So I brought myself down from the ladder, back to my room, tears. Um, there was a phone call sometime before that to the, to the kid's mother. Um, I think she picked up on what was going on. Um, then there was a knock on the door. There was a police, the ambulances, and all the stuff that pursues once you've had a crack at taking yeah. your life. So um, one of the darkest times of my life, most definitely, but at the same time, in reflection, I look at it, and it was probably one of my greatest moments And because when you're low, you can only go one way. So uh, at that time, I didn't think I could... I, I didn't think I'd be here today. I really didn't. Um, it's it, yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty, pretty. It's pretty uh, to think of the ten years. It's it's been a journey. So thank you so much for sharing that. I'm really yeah, trying it, to hold back to it. It's, it's, it was pretty tough. Um, and just on that, you know, often I'll hear about and when I talk about the being in the darkest moments, whenever I hear of anyone that, that takes their life and succeeds, is I, I cry, but I don't cry for the person. I cry cry for the moments those. 20 seconds before that last minute and that that is the most darkest and loneliest place I've ever ever been um, and that's why I cry for others because and that's what I want to avoid because that is the scariest uh, it's so confusing and such a heavy moment yeah so I can yeah. resonate with that having yeah. also survived suicide I've never yeah. shared that with you and oh, wow. I'm okay. still um, not as comfortable sharing the intimate details mm. of, of the various times that yes. I tried um, but I absolutely second that. It is so all-consumingly just you're alone. You're mm -hmm. There's no there's no experience that will ever. Nah, and ever I don't ever want to close. get back there. No, I, I, I don't want anyone to go there, and that's why I'm so yeah. so advocate against um, suicide. I'm just trying to help others to a better mental state. Yeah, it's interesting. I've been asked, and it just comes to mind. I've been asked of late, "What's your plan, Livy?" Like in a much lighter question, like, "What are you doing in life? What do you want?" Like, I'm struggling a little bit in business because I'm doing everything all at once, trying to just like grasp for a concept. And I answered someone today who asked me that. She's like, "But you don't know what you want." I said, "I just don't want to ever get back to a mental yes. health or a mental play, mental um, state." of that darkness, of that scary. Yes. And no one's going to understand it unless they've ever been there. But mm -hmm. the reason perhaps, and this is a bit of a segue, but the reason why I feel like I can't really decide on a plan of what I want my life to look like is because the sole motivation is don't feel like that ever again. So I don't know what that looks like. There's no, there's no like happy, rosy, A to B that will, that no, will that's right. stop that. But it's like I'm running from that, experience that I well it's that experience had. that makes me live the way I live now yeah and me also which so is misunderstood by a lot of people exactly a, a lot of people think that I'm probably a little bit OCD a little bit over the top yeah but everything I do in my day from doing my dishes instantly to cleaning my floor and making sure that's all a part of the routine 
of being safe for me. Yeah. Uh, and like we were discussing earlier, it's when I start missing out on just doing those dishes. That's the that's the first incident, the first indicator to me that something's not right. I hope my lounge is. No, it's fine. Unsettling. It's, it's very it's messy. It's, it's clutter. not messy. It's, right. it's, it's good. clutter, it's good. but it's how I like it. I, I don't judge. I know. Okay, great. Okay, you can tidy up afterwards if yes, you want. <laughs> It'll make you feel better. Um, yeah, really interesting that you say that you have the self awareness to know your signs and symptoms mm. of of when things are starting to unravel. For me, it's wanting. It's bizarre, but it's wanting to change my hair. So I'll start like thinking about dyeing it or chopping it. I couldn't care less on an any given mm. day about my hair. Like, I don't really care about my appearance. Yeah. Um, but that's a real indicator. And if I haven't created, if I haven't had the urge to mm. pick up a paintbrush or do a little summon summon um, artsy or painting. So fantastic that you have the awareness mm. to know that even though those OCD traits maybe don't get perceived in a positive light for you, they're it a really good indicator that you're yeah. in a good place that's and that great. you're feeling a bit in control and that you're... Yeah, you're on the right and, track. And the important thing is, is when I when I can identify that I'm not feeling so good or things aren't getting done, it actually is hard to push back into it. But yeah. I have to force myself, and then once I get into my my rhythm and routine again, everything's back back to yeah, fake good. it till you make yeah, it. That's right. You've, if you've got to push, and small steps. And you mentioned about um, so getting in a goal, even of recently as kind of before Christmas and last year, mm. we both have expressed that we've maybe lost our way a bit mentally and we've felt a bit lost and a bit directionless so there's two questions here really how did you get out of that worst point in your life 10 years ago and it's probably not dissimilar to how you've gotten out of your last sort of funk a year ago what are some of those helpful steps when when 10 years ago after I'd gotten through and I was in the uh, mental health system I was talking with a psychiatrist um, and I just wanted to work on myself and my self-confidence because I didn't want to be medicated. So that's why I just started exercising to try and... Um, my goal was to destroy myself so I couldn't feel the negative energy. So I just... Destroy phys- yourself physically. Physically. So I yeah. do a lot of chin-ups, a lot of push-ups and yeah. just make sure that I was so fatigued and tired that I didn't have energy to, to worry about the stuff I didn't need to worry about. Mm-hmm. And then everything starts coming good from that. And then just setting up all my, my routines. But it was when I was exercising that I actually really got to self-reflect and start working out things for the better for myself. So it was the exercising that got my body working and then my mind started working once I started exercising. But for the first, for a good part of the start of it, I was often holding myself in the victim scenario. And I was either, you know, it wasn't, I could have been wrong, but I'm the victim because someone else had made me in that that position or someone else was wrong, so I was a victim. And it wasn't, from working at that, I was like, how long can you be a victim for? So I started self-reflecting over different scenarios and situations. And it didn't matter who was wrong at the end of the, the situation, but I had to go back and self-reflect where I could have made better out of that situation. And so it didn't matter if, let's say, we're having a discussion and you were at fault, I had to go back and see where I could have done better to get a better result out of the end. And so then, and then because the, the most important thing is that it didn't matter who was wrong, it was mm-hmm. how we could make good of a situation. Yeah. And it was just focusing on those, those self-developments that actually helped me get my mindset correct because then I'm in a positive mindset because then I'm not looking to be a victim or looking for fault. I am looking for fault, but I'm looking for the fault where I can repair it. 
So mm-hmm. I can say, well, I could have used my time better or I could have had people better around me. Yeah. And I look back to, to repair that. Which is an incredible skill to do um, and not easy as well when you're in a really low um, self-defeating mindset to take responsibility because essentially mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's saying the world is a hard place. Like life is hard. Life will throw challenges at us whether we want them or not, whether we feel capable of dealing with them or not. So when someone is in a suicidal mindset or depressed or low in mood, to then take responsibility and think, oh, how can I approach this? But you just gave the perfect antidote, which is little tiny steps and goals. That's right. Like just have a focus and chip right. away. And I, I, I don't like necessarily this time of year, January, we're kind of into Feb now, but that what's your New Year's resolution? And people pick ridiculous, like, yes. oh, I'm going to start a multi-million dollar company by, you know, I'm going to grow over five. And it's like, shut up. Like, yes. you're not. Yes. If you were, you would have already done it. So yeah. keep the goal realistic and small. And that way, if you are starting from a place where you're not in a great headspace, you're not giving yourself more reason to beat yourself up. That's right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, lovely, lovely kind of... Um, advice there to, yeah, to start small with yeah. your with your goal setting but also take responsibility because you will never be empowered to make change if you are assuming everything and everyone else exactly is responsible for your That's life it. you're only you're only responsible for your own outcomes yeah and choices so 100 so plant uh what planted the seed of creating a book making the book happen now you have a hard copy book out there it's on amazon it's available for everybody mm-hmm. What, what made you think, I'm ready to share my story, but also it's important that I share my story? Well, I was talking to a lot of people um, and uh, about just my views and how I thought things could improve for others. Um, and people were saying, you should write a book, you should write a book. And I, I've not been the best educated person, being mm-hmm. suffering from dyslexia as well um, and not having the greatest education level. Um, I, was, I didn't believe in myself. Mm-hmm. But a lot of support from Paul Curry um, got me believing in myself and I've, he, he really supported and helped me um, and we chipped through it pr- with the processes um, and, and got it together. But my main thing was I wanted to help, I wanted to help everyone, but I thought, who can I help the most? And it's the youth that I really want to help because if I can help change lives at a, at a young age, I don't have to try and fix lives later. So that's why I thought, and also being a parent, I thought if I could help, help the youth, then I can um, change the world. You basically. and I have the exact same mm. mission, don't we? Because I just want to change the world. Mine's in a creative way, yours is in a physical way, yeah. but we have the, we, we're singing from the same hymn sheet because we've come from very similar mm-hmm. backgrounds, not in our education. No. <laughs> I went to a very partial girls' private, but I'm also dyslexic. I've yes. never fitted in, tried to take my life, mm-hmm. recognise that getting people... Um, thinking about their mental health and their well-being and taking responsibility for their life is better when they're younger because people get stuck in their ways. And yes. um, Yeah, absolutely can't echo more than what you're saying. That's it's right. And the, the, awesome. the one thing I love about the fitness for helping mental health is it creates uh, personal resilience yeah. um, and self-confidence and the self-belief when you push through and, and finish. We should totally just go into business together and approach schools with the creative offerings and the physical shit. Wow. Okay. Let's why, talk why after. Wouldn't we? <laughs> Let's talk that'd after. Be a, that'd be a great web page. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. it. But it's also it also works with all kind of manner of students because the reason I came away from physical 
um, as my offering is that not everyone correct, appreciates yeah. the physical, mm -hmm. but more than not, I reckon art is. Anyway, that's no, just... I totally agree. But totally together, agree. well, oh, then you've got everything. We can change the world for sure. Right, well, let's do it. Let's do that. Great. Let's turn this into a business meeting. <laughs> um, so talk to me about your experience writing a book with dyslexia, because I have also written a book um, a few years ago. It's also on Amazon, but I did absolutely nothing with it because I was embarrassed by it's not a beautifully articulated, handwritten, like, I can speak okay, yes. but being dyslexic, good Jesus Christ, Lord, it's the worst, well, it's horrible. To, to be quite, it's quite funny, it was actually... Um, the hardest part of writing a book was taking the time to sit down and write. Because did that, you hand write or did you dictate? Uh, I, first, I, I, I wrote rough notes yeah. first for each chapter. Yeah. A page or so, it could have just been lines or whatever, yeah. and then I just started trying to put it together. So you typed it? I typed right. it on the... I, oh tried, I tried the... Um, Speaking. Talks, oh, my Lord, that's yeah, terrible. Because I go, oh, bugger. Oh, sh and then and I'm spending more time trying to... Yeah. Tap back, and I'm like, I'm not that good on the computer. So, uh, yeah, I just nutted away, just wow. pumped away, and then. How long did it take you? Uh, probably two two years. Yeah. From start to finish, but um, it wasn't a rush pro rush process. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, sometimes I get a good flow on, and then. Yeah. But then Paul was very patient. Um, he'd uh, take the work I'd have, then he'd give it back to me and expect some back, and then I'd have to go back over. You should it give a that. shout out to Paul actually because what he's helped. Like? Helped me out immensely as well. So he's the deputy head at Uppercross Senior High. Absolutely. And true. he's got me in there doing art therapy and doing my art offerings. He's mm. really helped with you uh, with your book, and he absolutely champions mental health and the importance of mental health Great in God. youth. And he's inspired me to now do what I do. So maybe I'll get him on the pod. But we need to give him an award, Paul Curry, ladies and, and gentlemen. Curry. What a guy. What a guy. Oh, I'll send him this episode <laughs> and he'll hear it. Um, and were there any points in the process of writing that you just thought, no, fuck it. Oh, I can't my Lord. I can't and it was probably towards the end. And like oh, what really? you were saying, yeah, uh, like what you were saying, it, what you're not proud of it or you're a little bit embarrassed about it. Yeah. I started to get embarrassed, concerned and worried about people reading my words because I didn't believe in myself. Mm. Um, so there was a, Great time. I said, it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. And then I just had to break it down and, and everything that I say to everyone, you've got to give everything the best chance of fail because if you, 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 can, you can only fail trying to succeed. So that's when I went, bugger it, I've just got to push on. And now I've, I think I've got a good book. I'm getting starting to get some really good feedback from it. Um, yeah. And so it reads well. Uh, and that's what, obviously one of the, the main concerns that we have. Um, yeah, it reads well. It makes sense. Uh, and I think there's a few things in there for pretty much everyone. So is it a story and a self-guide kind of help book or is it more just an autobiography? Or... Uh, so basically um, each chapter, uh, so while I was in my period of self-reflection and often I'd, I'd reflect and all the answers, basically all the chapters are all the things that I reflected upon that could actually improve situations and myself and the situations for myself. So it's simple things about your, how you use your voice, yeah. how you use your time, your self-belief, um, your normal uh, time, effort and results, all those sort of things. And so it's, it's just literally those chapters, those key points that I feel that if you focus on them and improve on them, everything helps mm -hmm. mentally. And then at the end of every chapter, there's a body weight exercise with 
instructions and at the back there's how to program yourself and all that sort of stuff. So, and how you can regress and progress through every exercise and challenge self, believe in yourself. And so it's a little everything. So, yeah. Get up like and move, start thinking. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I like to think it's a bit interactive because it gets you thinking and moving together. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. It's pretty, I'm pretty proud of it. I'm yes, really proud uh, of it, actually. Good. So from where I was thinking that it was going to be an absolute failure to, again, where I am now, um, again, Paul Curry, if it wasn't for him, I would not have, because he believed in me when I didn't believe in me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was his, his belief that helped me push through. And, uh, yeah, I've got it done. And, and, yeah, so... Well, now you're inspiring me. Now I'm like, shit, I need to do a book. Yeah, I want to do a book. You should. And, and it's actually one. not hard. And like anything in life, if you just go through your processes, yep. your procedures and your processes... And commitment. Like fitness. Exactly, yep. Because you, you are looking ripped, sir. Oh, thank you, you are, very much. The veins are popping. You are absolutely <laughs> massive. He's always massive, but you're looking thank particularly you massive much. today. But that's because you're consistently... That's correct doing little bits of exercise all the time. You have yes. done my whole life. I, yep. I get comments about my physical appearance. It's because I'm just consistent. Yes. And I don't even train. I don't train at all. I just play sport. But that's the, the magic is you just do a little bit, not overwhelming, back yep. to that small goals and just be consistent. And there's, yeah, you probably chipped away at your book for 20 minutes, half an hour each day. Yep. And then here it is. And then this is copy. it. And it's, yes, yeah, so hopefully it's a, it's a bestseller. Yeah. Come on, everyone, buy my book. Let's get me there. I don't, know, I don't understand that because they always say um, America's bestseller top list for. I think it goes on. What numbers. does that even mean? Do you have to sell a certain amount? Because there's how can they all be the bestseller? How can there be thousands? Maybe you of just bestsellers? pay for it to be a bestseller. Yeah, maybe. Like let's a blue just, tick yeah, on let's Instagram. Just do that. Let's just buy blue ticks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's do that. Um, so, in terms of your, you mentioned before we press record, you're also doing a little exercise challenge for yourself or well, not really a challenge but just a commitment that that's consistency right. um what's that about and so that's so like i was saying earlier um probably a year over the last year i've just sort of started to struggle not feel so motivated or so good within myself um and i started to notice my dishes weren't getting done so mm. that's when i started said you've got to do something i wasn't sweeping the floor as much um something's up so then at christmas christmas day i said to myself i need to set a goal and I didn't know what the goal was to be. It had to be fitness-based, of course, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so I just had to focus on uh, training for 90 days consecutively, consecutively with a minimum of 30, day, uh, 30 minutes of exercise with the focus of improving myself. So it could be a walk or a swim, a run, whatever else. Um, and I was just thinking if I just mix it up, I'll find what my goal is going to be. And thankfully, I found it again and... I'm back boxing and hope, hoping to compete again this year. So are you? Yeah. So once the braces are off, um, you got braces. Yeah. Did you oh know? my god! I didn't look even how straight they are. They're so straight. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. And straight too. Old school braces. You didn't mm. go the Invisalign route. No, these are only. Um, I have these on for thirteen months. Oh, so good. And so, and my teeth weren't in any state for Invisalign. Look at you. Like, I know, right. changing all, like, who even are you? I know, right. Paint a picture of, not not suicidal, um, mm. Josh, but, like, I I can't, I can kind of imagine how you might have been as, like, a little geezer at 16, like, oh, giving wow. it all this limp and, like, getting in fights. Like, what was your life like? And I'm not saying that your life was worse then. I'm not doing a comparison mm. with, like, yeah. you're better as a person now. You were who you were and you, mm. you're still the same person, but... Yeah. What have you come from? Just because sometimes when I speak on these podcasts, 
I imagine there might be a few listeners who are just rolling their eyes going, who is she? She's like this posh kid from, you know, suburbia, (laughs) middle class, had it easy. So it'd be really nice and refreshing. Okay, so uh, middle brother of three, uh, single mum. Dad was in the Navy, left while we were quite young. Uh, So basically raised by a single mum in a low socioeconomic area. Um, So therefore, all the stuff that goes on with unemployment, drugs, alcohol, crime, um, fighting, whatever. Was it somewhere in and around Perth? Yeah, just locally in Perth. I won't say the story. No, don't even say that. Don't just give them a bad name if they've already got one. But that was in the 80s too. So when I was an adolescent through the 80s, it was a different time. Um, coming through the 90s when I started to become a teenager. Yeah, school wasn't for me, so not having a solid father figure really messed up three boys. Um, mm-hmm. And so then we we all sort of became wayward at school. And When you say just... not having a solid father figure, what do you think having a father figure would have added? Because I, I don't know what it's like not to have a... And I'm okay, also a so, female. So how do you think that needs to... So. When, when you've got a house of three boys, someone needs to show them how to be a man. And I understand that women do know how a man should be. But again, a man, it's sort of like, uh, it's like learning how to be a woman off your dad. Yeah, no, you're going to take, yeah. absolutely, you're going to so, take advice. You're not going to take sporting advice from a coach who's exactly. obese or not into the sport. You, you're going to... Yeah. Like follows like. So there was, a, there was a, probably a big part of life, a major part of life, where I really have struggled with um, knowing how to express my emotions, mm. uh, particularly a bit of anger and frustration. Yeah. Uh, but that was also probably the way my mum was raised, and then she raised us the same way. So it was a bit of bit of yelling and violence through, or not violence, but firm punishments yeah through growing up uh which and she perhaps also thought shit i've got three boys how on earth am i gonna show discipline or take control or feel respected because i could imagine that might be as a as a parent now i look back and i think my poor mum she did an amazing job and i probably don't ever pay her enough dues for the effort that she put in but she did really well considering she's still around yes she is give her a call after this oh maybe let her know maybe okay (laughs) That's another subject. <laughs> okay. But um, so, yeah, so it was really tough with three boys, uh, no solid father figure, which, you know, uh, the discipline side of it, just to show us how to be to be young men and everything. So, yeah, so once I was growing up, you know, drugs and alcohol assumed, of course, and at a young age, when you start drinking, you start to think that's how you drink alcohol, so you, you mm-hmm. abuse everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was sort of... I created a lot of challenges for myself through my own choices as a young age. And I do beat myself up a bit about it now because I could have made life a lot easier for myself uh, and I could probably be a little bit further on in life. But if I had in it. your def- younger version self, defence, did you have any role models? Did you have anyone no. showing you a different way? Because um, it's all no. well and good saying, oh, the youth of today, this, that and the other. It's like, well... If they're not being shown, That's how can they model themselves? That's right. Like I came out of private school, completely opposite, complete shock that life wasn't like the bubble of private school. Yes. Yeah. And so it's no different. It's just 
um, different challenges. But yeah, you can't you can't beat yourself up about something mm. that you didn't know any other any. Yeah, that's correct. But yeah, just I just wish I just wish I'd done a few different choices. One, well, you know, if I when I self reflect and look back, if I just stayed at school and tried to get an education, everything would have been a little bit different. What time did you, what age did you leave school? Uh, I didn't finish year nine, which is the second year of high school. And my wow. first year of high school, I was constantly in strife, Jeez. always in trouble. If not suspended, I was never there. So I didn't do much high school. Um, I left at 15 because we could leave at 15 back then. Had a year off and then started working at 16. Doing uh, labouring. Labouring. Yeah, what do you do when you've got no education? You, you lift heavy things and yeah. push wheelbarrows. So, um, wow. yeah. So it was. I wish I'd done a few things different there. But again, you know, you look at you look at your life and you go, well, you know, if you're in a good place now, all your mistakes and everything, all your ups and downs have been worth it, and it's got you here today. Yeah. So. And you've just written a book, I've just and you didn't a book. even finish year nine. Nine. And I'm dyslexic. Shit. With ADHD. That's extraordinary. That's where the energy comes from. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know you had ADHD. Yes. I've learned uh, lots about you today. Yes. Considering I've known about you for years. Um, did you medicate? Do you mind me asking no, for ADHD? No. So when I, when, in the 80s, we didn't get diagnosed. Yeah. I was just a, a, wild a child. bad kid. Yeah. And that's what it was. Um, also, I had obviously bad vision, which didn't help my learning. Yeah. Uh, and then my, dis- my, my misbehaving endured after that so did you did you get a diagnosis for ADHD or you no it's just, just now that I know you know I just yeah. know yeah and it's my superpower I honestly think it's my superpower I do superpower. wonder if I so many people over the years are like Lip, you've got ADHD haven't you I'm like I don't know and I've refused to pay thousands for someone no. to tell me whether I have or haven't I well, can't change it if you're showing up early in the morning and people are going you've got too much energy right now you've probably got ADHD it's more the <laughs> I'm doing 20 things at once and, and not wondering like I'm wondering like why is nothing working and it's because I've got like 20, 20 things, things in the going. air yeah, yeah. yeah probably too many focuses yeah probably mid email I will then go, go and respond else. to someone oh, on a I'm different platform. Or like, shit, okay. Well, we'll chat about it. I seem to get a lot of people who have ADHD on this pod. Mm. But like you say, superpower, it probably gives um, someone a certain kind of intensity, a certain drive that maybe if you don't have the ADHD. Um, yeah. Attention deficit, hyperactive, like deficit. I don't like that word. Attention deficit, okay, fine. But actually I think... A trait of ADHD is that you hyper focus yes. on the things that matter to you, and then you have that um, hyperactive, like a real yeah. intense energy, which is brilliant. Yeah, it's my sec- it's my secret weapon. It's yeah. my secret power. I mean, it can either hinder you or you can make it work. And that yourself. is why you need your trailer off the back of a um, outdoor workout, precise. Yes. Like, ladies and gentlemen, the ropes have to be wound around a certain number of times. The balls have to go in a certain sort. The weights are in absolute perfect spot, like centimeters. If they're out by a and, and the best thing is, everyone in. knows. Oh yeah, everyone knows where everything goes now. Yeah, because it keeps, perfect. but it keeps it that kind of scatterbrain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you just anything that you seem to think is a negative, you just got to look for the pet positive. Yeah. And there is a positive to everything. And so I've found the positive in all of it. So, Have you ever on, and this again is quite personal, but we're we're going deep today. Have you ever throughout your life thought, shit, I don't know how I'm 
going to do this. I don't know how I'm going to be an adult. I don't know how I'm going to finance life when I've got yep. kids. How the fuck yep. am I going to, excuse my French. Of, great. Like, that, that's actually a really great question. So one of the things I did whilst I was going through my recovery um, and I had, had the kids, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And so I'd set up a, a plan A and a plan B. And so the plan A might be you've just got to keep kicking forward, make sure you're getting the kids to school, that's your plan A. And then a plan B comes along. And then once that plan B starts to get a little bit fuzzy, you've just got to remember your plan A. And I, was going, to... I was about to say, because they don't say have a plan B. They never say plan B. They no, just, so well, whoever plan, they is, say yeah. plan A only. Yes. Check out the other plan. Yeah, no, so the, the, the plan A is what you come back to when you... I love when you have you're... an A on your T-shirt as well. Oh, Very visible. <laughs> person, visual person, you've got A on your... Anyway, yeah, plan A. Yeah, so your, your plan A, um, you've got to have something, that, that stability to come back to that's always just going to be doesn't need to be exciting but it just needs to keep you moving forward and so it's that plan a that's your your safe plan uh, try something when it doesn't go your way don't throw your hands in the in the air you just go back to your plan a yeah so you can have your plan b yeah and you can tinker with it and you can visit it yeah. but don't get stuck on that or, or if it, do, if, it if you just start getting depressed on it it starts taking you going it's not working everything seems lost yeah. stop breathe remember your plan a yeah. and go back to it so if it's if it's and how did you and i'm asking personally now for myself because i don't know how to make a plan i have got absolutely no idea what i want my life to look like how, do, how can you make a plan unless you're being told or helped along the way to well, know what the plan should look like well your first plan a should be i'm going to get up in the morning i'm going to make my bed i'm going to break brush my teeth and get on with my day you pick make your rules that's my plan a and it might be i've got to go to work every day whatever you that's that and then your plan b might be something on the side or you might even sort of fall away from your a and yeah. it becomes your b without being actually a focus and then you go oh my lost i'm lost in life again stop take a breath remember what your a is go back to your plan a and just focus For on a lot getting of people i think even creating an a would be hard a plan a probably because they overthink of what it needs to be mm. it doesn't need to be okay my plan a needs to be uh, I'm going to make ten thousand dollars this week, and um, going to, you know, wash fifteen yeah, cars. Yeah, because people like have a five-year plan. Well, I don't even know what I want to do next week. So I'm you, supposed yes. to know what to do. So this is just me. Is. I think my plan A just needs to be getting my day done efficiently as possible. Yeah. And because as long as you're getting that done, you're getting something done. And it's just like why everyone needs to make their bed in the morning mm -hmm. because once you've made your bed in the morning, you've achieved something. Now, if you do nothing else in your day, you've done something. So if that's your plan A, you've, you've ticked your plan A and you can get on with your day. Yeah. And once you've made your bed, and it doesn't need to be tucked in tight like a hospital, but at the end of the day, you go into your room and you go, oh, I've got a made bed. And it's at that moment you go, I'm so glad and I appreciate myself this morning for making my bed. Mm -hmm. And every night I go to bed and have a nice made bed, I have a great sleep and I appreciate myself every evening. And I think, good job, mate. And I, I go, I don't want to make my bed today, but I appreciate it when I do later. I love that. So, And that, thank, that can be your plan. Thank eight. your future self 100%, now. 100%. Do that, the work now and you'll thank yourself. Down and that's the, the book right there. Yeah. So if, if, if the youth can get onto the book or start making those positive changes in life now, it is just the way they live life and they don't need to worry about trying to work stuff out because they've worked it out at the, at the young age. Yeah. And it doesn't need to be complicated. It's in the book too. You know, you keep things simple. Because you keep things simple because you've got less to get wrong, less to get right, but what you get right, you can get done right really well.
So you don't need to complicate everything. You just keep it simple and just just do the basics the best you can, and then you 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 winning. Yeah, I love that. That's and that's so it reminds me of that experiment with the marshmallow and the kids, and they leave. I think they're five or six years of age, and they leave a marshmallow in front of the child or a sweet, whatever, a lolly, and then the um, scientist or the psych leaves the room, and they say, if you if you don't touch that marshmallow. Um, and then I come back in, I'll give you a second one. And they they notice that most of the kids will eat the marshmallow and they never they never wait for the reward of the second one. But those kids that can wait go on to um, achieve extraordinary things yes. because they see um, investment and they, they know r- risk and reward from an early age and they're willing to like wait and be patient. And so I guess it's a similar thing in that um, I don't know why this has just come to mind, but a, a, a teenager that's thinking about binge drinking on the weekend and partying and going crazy and, and, and doing that every weekend for a year and then the money they're not going to have at the end of the year or the, the, the health that they're going to be in or the mistakes they mm. might have made. And so it's like, how can we encourage kids to think about their future self? I feel like in this generation, it's all so instant, instant so automatic. Right. Like I want rewards now. I want, And I'm sort of saying this for myself as well because mm-hmm. I want everything. I want everything yesterday. Of course. I feel like I'm putting the groundwork in in my own business and I'm like, why aren't the results coming mm-hmm. quick? But they that. will. They will. And it, thank you for that reminder that it's, sometimes it's just planting the seed and doing that consistently and then having the patience to thank our future selves. That's right. It's, um, it's time. What is it? Uh, you put in your effort for the great amount of time, you get the greater result. Yeah. So time with no effort, you get no result. Effort with a little bit of time, you might get a result, but not much. But you put the two together, and that consistent effort with a consistent time gives you an amazing yeah. result. So. And you're a living example because mm. a decade... If you'd asked yourself 10 years ago, do you reckon you'll be an author and you have your own business and you'd be like, you're laughing, mate. But little chipping away, consistent and the effort and who knows where you're going to be in 10 years from now. Probably a public speaker, Tony Robbins. Well, that's where I'm heading. And and, but what you were saying. So um, when you're talking about where you're going, you you don't actually know where you're going. And even when you, you get there, you're never actually satisfied. So, you know, even though I've written a book and 10 years ago, I, I, honestly, I didn't think I was going to live to see the next week and it was literally day by day, week by week. Um, I would have said 10 years, no way would I have written a book. Now, I've written a book, I've published the book, but I would like to have thought I could have been a little bit further on from the success of the book because yeah. you always want more from yourself. Yeah. You but, can, you... but that's important because it keeps you striving, mm. but it's also... A really good point to make in that don't don't have a, a, an end goal have mm. a goal but yes. don't have an end goal because like olympians that get that gold medal and then they have a mental breakdown that's correct or a multi-millionaire who makes a billion yes and then i can think of an old client in in mind um who makes a billion well that's not enough so now he's working himself into the ground to make 50 billion and exactly then get, so don't ever have an end goal, just have a goal. Because it's not actually the goal that you, you find your happiness, but no. the path getting the there. The pursuit of the goal. That's right. So, And a lot of, lot of uni students suffer from this because they think once they've finished uni, life's going to open up to you yeah. and it's going to be amazing. And then you finish uni and you know what? Life is pretty much the same as uni. You just don't have a job. 
Yeah, and a shit ton and, of debt. And you go, shit. And so, yeah, so that's 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 when um, you feel the pinch of yeah. succeeding. And, and that's probably where I'd come from feeling flat over the last year. I'd probably succeeded with a goal and then struggled to refine another goal. But even getting yourself out of feeling flat is a really awesome goal to have achieved. Yes. I'm sat here now having a chat with you a month ago. I wouldn't have offered to do this because I was in such a bad place. I was holding back tears all the time. There was just a tap there. There was just, I would just say, I don't feel great. And then tears would fall. I don't feel like that now. Like I, my previous two episodes, little plug, go back and listen if you want. First one was about depression. I shared it in the midst of being depressed. And then this week's, or last week, sorry, is um, in reference to like, how did I get myself out of that depressive state? And so I, as, as to you, as to anyone that's listened to this that's ever overcome feeling low or, you know, depressed, you have achieved a huge goal mm. to get yourself out of that. That's right. You, you, that you just need to continue creating goals for yourself. Yeah. Little because, ones, yeah, though. Little ones. Well, well little no, ones no, can lead to big, but don't overwhelm yourself. I think you them. need to have a big goal. Yeah. And then you need to set those smaller goals yeah. to achieve those. Agreed. And, and then you get to that goal. But yeah. hopefully on the path, that goal will actually move. Yeah. Because it's like my 90 days where I've, I had to find what I wanted to do. Your goal will re, readjust because as you grow and as you improve, you go, you know what, I think I can do more. I'll do something different. And your goal should always be moving forward for you to chase. Yeah, so true. So, so talking about goals and moving forward, you've got the book. You're going to push it out there. What's the plan with the book and where? Do you, how do you want to springboard off the book into other things, public speaking, going around schools? What does that look like? Mentoring, public speaking and just supporting the youth would be yeah. would be everything. Um, so I've done a lot of stuff with coaching kids in sports and everything. So I have a pretty good connection with, with the youth. So um, yeah, I think I can make a really good impact and and to start talking and sharing my story and sharing my story honestly because honesty is the, the greatest key. Mm. Um, and provided you're not scared of your failure, you you appreciate that honesty for yourself and then I can share it with others. And and you know, like you've mentioned, I'm a sort of a fit guy, a bit of a macho sort of a guy, knocked about. And I think if I can show my more vulnerable self mm. and open up a little bit, I can show other, not just young men but young women too, that it's okay to express your emotions and how to express them properly and and you don't have to run around hiding behind an ego mm. of, of not wanting to be wrong. I don't know if anyone's ever told you this or if you've had this realisation, but you have become the absent father that you didn't have. You're about to be that figure for oh, yeah. thousands I, I know that, of yeah. people. You are mm. now embodying the very thing that you wish you had as a child. Yes, You've become. And you know, the, the, another one of the greatest things that I have ever had, and my son probably won't agree always, but um, not having a father, I've not, I don't look and think, oh, what I missed out on. I look at what I missed out on and what I don't want my kids to miss out on. Yeah. And so everything I missed out on, I made sure I did properly for them. Yeah. And so I never smacked my kids. Um, yeah, I yelled. But I, I didn't like being smacked, so yeah. I didn't smack my kids. Uh, yeah. And... So just all the things through my life that I didn't think I learned from the mistakes of others yeah. to improve for, for my kids. So, But, yeah, I, I think it would be um, – I'm really down with the idea of being that, that positive male role for, for millions of young people. I think that would be 
I've got to be everything for me. Mm. And you just walk, you're just at ease I'd, in that space. I'd love it. I, I just, I would, I would, made for it. When I say I love it, I mean, I, I think that's what I'm meant for. When yeah. I, say, I, I, I really do. So That's why um, you're still with us today and mm, that's the reason why you went through what you went through but that's not exactly right. succeeded in, exactly. in doing it. And, you know, in, in going back onto my, my experience, the one thing that I really struggled with um, after, and it's for many, many years, was the feeling of being a failure because mm. I failed. This I, is, oh my gosh. Wow. This right. is literally what I have spoken about mm. with more psychs because they get it. Um, and it's fucked to be like, I feel like I failed because I didn't take my life. Yes. But you actually have failed at something. Even though it's it's not a failure, yeah. it's like a really messed up, flawed I, I just sort of go, oh, you're, you're failure, just a pussy. You couldn't, you couldn't even take your own. That's yeah, how I. That's that how I felt. How I, felt I was like years. so. I was like, I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't want people to think, ah, oh, you, you pussy. You couldn't even top yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. how I felt. Now I don't. Now it's different. Yeah. Um. Now I want to share it because, and and I, I, I really, yeah, you know, I just want to help people find happiness yeah. within themselves. No, it's an interesting point you make, though, and I'm sure it's shared uh, that feeling, that sentiment of. A sense of failure, even though it's so ironic, because if you had achieved or succeeded in taking your life, then you would have failed your life. It makes but you wonder how many people actually go back for the second time because they yeah, thought they can't failed. live with themselves. Oh mm. well, let's not end on that note. No, let's that's not. A bit morbid. Could you? Um, I mean, you've given so many awesome little bits of advice, and I really recommend that you go back and listen to this episode again because you're going to hear different things. And thank you so much. Thank you. Is there any one last little piece of wisdom or just something you want to say just to round round off the conversation? We've touched on lots, but just if anyone, well, firstly, if anyone ever needs to talk, to talk. Yeah. The most important thing is always to talk. Um, talk to yourself, but talk to yourself honestly, and then when you can talk to yourself honestly. Talk to whoever you're talking to for help, honestly, because unless you're honest, yep. we can never find the, the total uh, root of your, your problem. But also being honest, you don't live a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, living a lie, you'll wake up to yourself one day. So just live honest, hold on to your failings, wear them like your, your badge of honour, yep. be proud of your failings and just succeed from them. And buy my book. Um, <laughs> essentially, book called, essentially you. Essentially you. Essentially you. So it's just about you. Just it's just. If you struggle you. to spell the word essentially, I wouldn't know. Can how to I tell spell you a funny word. story? Yeah, about... please. Let's end okay. on a funny story because I would story. not know how to spell that word. <laughs> so I had to do uh, get my domain set up for my web page, yeah. and so I typed it in the search, and it came up. I got dot com dot au dot whatever you wanted, yeah, and I got did. so excited. I got to work um, that afternoon to to my lovely group of uh, people to train. And I said, guys, I've got these domains. I'm, how good is this? These are the number one dot com and dot this. And uh, one, of, one of my lovely ladies pulled me aside, Michelle. She goes, Josh, do you just want to look on Facebook? I think you might have spelt something incorrectly. And I've gone, I bet you it's the I and the A. Yeah. So I raced home, got on Facebook. I'd spelt it wrong on Facebook. So then I retyped in my domain. And yes, I had spelt it incorrectly Shit. on my domain search. So I didn't get the .com because, and then I typed it in. I did get .au. Yeah. But I was, yeah, dyslexia is a a hell of a thing. Ironically, in all the work I've done, 
obviously I worked within exercise. I cannot spell the word exercise. Same. I'm, I'm, I'm a, an art psychologist. <laughs> can I spell the word psychology? No. no. Philosophy, I've studied. Can I spell philosophy? No. Like everything I do, I can't spell. But yes. whatever. Yeah. We make it, we make it's it so work. so funny. That's and, why and like I said to you the other day, the, um, what are you, autocorrect? Yeah. It's actually autodyslexia. Yeah. Because I'll type it, I'll make sure I type it right. I'll send it and then I'll look at it and it's changed it back to another yeah. word. I'm like, this no. is auto dyslexia. Hard. So it's hard, great. but we make it work, John. It's it. it you we smile. Really make it, yeah, that's it. Smile and just have the gift of the gab. Exactly. We're very good at that. Thank you so, so much Thank for your time. You that's much, been um, amazing. I've, I've held back tears. I've had goosebumps. I've, I've smiled. That's been really awesome. And um, yes, as I mentioned at the start, please take care. If this has triggered you in any way or brought up anything, please look at the show notes and I'll give you links to helpful um, resources that you can follow and get professional help if you can and if you can afford it. And if you can't, speak to someone and be honest. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.